Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about November 22, 1963. President John F. Kennedy was thinking ahead to his bid for re-election when he decided to take a trip to Texas in the fall of 1963. There was support to be drummed up for the Kennedy-Johnson ticket, as well as local candidates, and political fence-mending to achieve among feuding Democratic Party leaders. JFK left for the Lone Star State on Thursday, November 21st, along with his wife Jacqueline, who was just beginning to resume official duties after the loss of their infant son in August. The couple visited San Antonio and the Space Center in Houston, then left for Dallas the following morning after breakfast at the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce. At the airport, they boarded a motorcade that would travel through downtown Dallas on the entourage's way to an appearance at the Trademart. Kennedy rode in the back seat of the open Lincoln Continental with Mrs. Kennedy at his side. In the front were Texas Governor John Connolly and his wife Nellie. As they proceeded through the city, Mrs. Connolly took note of the admiring crowds lined up on both sides of the route. And turning to Kennedy, she said, Mr. President, you can't say Dallas doesn't love you. A heartbeat later, as they passed the Texas School Book Depository, shots rang out, hitting both Kennedy and Connolly. The First Lady sprang from her seat across the back of the limousine, where Secret Service agent Clint Hill intercepted her as the Lincoln sped off to Parkland Memorial Hospital. By the time doctors began working on Kennedy, however, there was no saving him from a gaping head wound. He was pronounced dead at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Governor Connolly would survive. As word spread of the assassination on radio and television, Americans went into deep shock, hardly able to absorb that their leader was dead and that Lyndon Johnson, sworn into office aboard Air Force One, had taken his place. Due to the intense coverage of the assassination, its aftermath and the funeral with its dramatic procession to Arlington National Cemetery, historian Sidney Alstrom says, there was a concert of grief such as human technology could never before have made possible. In the House of Representatives, Speaker John W. McCormick commented on Kennedy's place in history. He said, Now that our great leader has been taken from us in a cruel death, we are bound to feel shattered and helpless in the face of our loss. This is natural. But as the first bitter pangs of our incredulous grief begin to pass, we must thank God that we were privileged, however briefly, to have had this great man for our president, for he has now taken his place among the great figures of world history. While this is an occasion of deep sorrow, it should be also one of dedication. 
we must have the determination to unite and carry on the spirit of John Fitzgerald Kennedy for a strengthened America and a future world of peace. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories from American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.